Before we get into this week's discussion, we'd like to take some time to thank everyone that listened to our first episode. We were really surprised by the support we received from all of you, so thank you. From the text messages to the words of encouragement from our family, friends, and coworkers, it has truly been overwhelming and so incredible. This has been a pretty terrifying undertaking for both of us, but you all make it so fun and worth it. Thank you. On belay? Belay on. Hey friends, I'm Amra. And I'm Lauren. And welcome back to In Belayman's Terms. The misadventures of two mediocre rock climbers. Where we break things down and keep it real, looking at life through the world of rock climbing. Welcome back and thank you for joining us for episode two. This season, we're going to explore the idea of what it means to be a good climber and how to get better. We'll look at the physical, the mental, and the technical aspects of climbing. Along the way, we'll be joined by friends and special guests to provide more insight, expertise, and perspective on various topics. So last week, we talked about physical strength and its role in climbing. And this week, we'll stick to the physical realm and take a look at something that's often overlooked but crucial for climbing, mobility and flexibility, and how both of those things, or lack thereof, can impact you on the wall. Okay, so where do we begin? Let's start with the basics. What is the difference between mobility and flexibility? <laughs> okay. Um... So the way I've always understood it is that mobility has to do with the range of motion in your joints. So for example, it's like how your femur rotates within your hip socket. So like think of when you have to lift your knee really high to get your foot on like a high foothold. Um, that to me is like mobility. And then flexibility is more about like your actual muscles and tendons being able to like get longer. Uh, so like that is like a person's ability to, you know, like touch your toes or do the splits or stuff like that. That's mm -hmm. how that's how I've always understood the difference between the two. Yeah. So when we decided to do this as our next episode, I honestly had to do some research because I didn't know the difference between the two. <laughs> that's fair. So I literally asked ChatGPT for help, <laughs> and that's actually pretty close to what I read. Um, so ChatGPT also says <laughs> that mobility requires strength and control because it has to do with the muscle's ability to move the joints through the range of motion. So yeah, like you said, it means how high you can lift your knee or your foot mm -hmm. or rotate your leg around that hip socket. And really, it's the same thing for your shoulders, your ankles, wrists, I guess all of your joints, really. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's really interesting. The requires strength and control. Yeah. So flexibility, um, you know, also according to ChatGPT, <laughs> is, is a very passive thing. And it involves stretching of the muscles, tendons, and ligaments, uh, not necessarily requiring like strength. Mm, okay. I mean, yeah, so that makes sense. I think it also shows that you can maybe have one without the other. So, and I've told this to people before, like 
using myself as an example, I think I'm a pretty classic case of having like fairly solid mobility because of my past in weightlifting. Um, you know, like having to do like squats and overhead squats and things like that. Um, but at the same time, I have pretty terrible flexibility. So like how I said, you know, having to squat and like having that hip mobility, but I can also like barely touch my toes when my knees are locked. And I think we may have said last week uh, when I compared myself to a struggling toddler when I stretch, like I wasn't exaggerating. That's pretty accurate. That's a pretty accurate (laughs) visual description um, of like my flexibility skills. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lauren, you claim that you're not flexible. It's not a claim. It's fact. Debatable. (laughs) But tying this back to climbing, how does that affect your performance? First of all, there are many things that affect my performance with climbing. Uh, (laughs) Not just flexibility, but I do think that there are certain moves and positions that I'm limited by or just can't do because of a lack of flexibility. So... It's like the other day we were at the gym, right? And I think we were watching somebody who had just hopped on like a route that I had been working on. um, And he did a move in the area that I couldn't get past where he like, I don't know, he like threw his leg up really high on this volume. And I was like, immediately, no, Um, can't do that. Can't do that. Uh, and there's a lot of situations where that's the case, uh, where, you know, I'll watch somebody climb something that I've been working on that I'm just like, that's just not going to be an option for me. Um, but what I'm learning and it's kind of the fun part is that there's almost always, I say almost cause not always, but there's <laughs> almost always more than one solution to like any problem, any movement puzzle. Uh, so it's, kind of just like a matter of having to be a little more creative or maybe being willing to make an extra move um like to figure out how to move my body in a way that works for me um but i will say that flexibility is something that is on my climbing to-do list of things (laughs) to work on Um, there are many things on that to-do list but flexibility is probably pretty close to the top um, because I really, I do think that it can be limiting in a lot of situations. Um, and it, even if it's not limiting, like preventing me from moving past a certain point, I do think it does make climbing less efficient than it could otherwise be. Mm. Yeah. I really like what you said about there almost <laughs> always being more than one solution. Cause yeah, that, I think that's one of the coolest parts about climbing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And you also mentioned that you wanted to work on your flexibility. And I think that is huge because it really allows you to have a wider climbing radius. Mm. Um, And I think you can really see the benefit of that or in that when, you know, you watch taller climbers Mm -hmm. because their climbing radius is wonderful. My gosh. (laughs) So jealous. So jealous. Um, Yeah. I also think not just with taller climbers, but like I think you can see the benefit of what what did you say like a wider climbing radius which I really like that kind of that visual but I think you see that benefit when you look at somebody who has more flexibility and or mobility relative to another person so I feel like 
you and I are a pretty perfect example of that because we climb so much together that I think we have very similar instincts in terms of movement and like movement choices and route reading when we climb. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's no secret that you're far more flexible and mobile than I am. (laughs) So there's no, so there's definitely differences like in our climbing styles or our choices on Mm -hmm. a route with regard to that. Okay, that that is true. <laughs> yeah, if I see a good foot and it is high up, I will, I'll go for <laughs> it. Um, and it's funny because a lot of the times we climb outside or like mm-hmm. on any ropes, and oftentimes I climb first. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, but it's so funny because usually when you climb after me, I'll see you trying to use like some of the betas right and so that does include like going for a really high step and i'll watch you like throw your foot up there and then you bring it right back down it's like it's like yeah again immediately nope those those like instagram memes of like the cats going out in the snow for the first time and they just put like one little paw out that's me like nope uh that's going to end up in an injury for sure. (laughs) But so here's, here's a really interesting thing that I kind of want to touch on. Cause we talked about this, I think actually up at the crag the other day or last week or something, but you have a strong aversion to like drop knee type moves or positions um so for folks who aren't familiar familiar like last week we talked about stemming where um you're like just using pressure to keep yourself up in a corner or against between two walls um there is a position that we kind of refer to as like a drop knee where um instead of you know pushing your legs out straight and you're like square to the wall where you actually like turn a hip in and you have kind of a bend in your leg and your knee is actually pointing towards the ground and you're doing that. Amra does not like that and will avoid it at all costs. I, however, really love and feel really secure in that drop knee position Mm -hmm. and feel like I can stay there all day if I find a good one. Um, But I think that comes from like necessity, right? Like I don't have the flexibility Mm to go square to the wall and um, like splits style, mm-hmm. Patrick Starfish, like, <laughs> you know, like stretch out. So like I've had to figure out how to move my body to get in that same spot mm-hmm. in a way that works with like my limbs. And then the other thing is um, how we are talking about like the high foot, like I, for me, and I think I've gotten better at it a little, but getting my foot up there, I can do it, but I have to create space for my body in order to do it. So like, um, you know, I have to uh, maybe like lean back yeah. or rotate or make space in order for me to get my mm-hmm. foot up in that position. Um, so those are some of like the the compensations or strategies or things Mm. that like i think i have to figure out how to do a little differently based on flexibility and mobility yeah like limitations yeah yeah no i think those are really good um like tips and 
and strategies for when you are on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you think someone should address those limitations with mobility and flexibility when they're not on the wall? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, let's take a quick break, though, and get into that when we come back. If you're feeling kind of sore, ibuprofen. When you can't go anymore, ibuprofen. When your joints all start to creak and you're feeling kind of weak and you need a helping hand, ibuprofen. This content is for entertainment purposes only. For any questions regarding a medical condition, please contact a qualified healthcare provider. We are not actually sponsored by ibuprofen. All right. Okay. Where are where were we? <laughs> All right. Uh, improving mobility and flexibility. So, what are some specific things that climbers can do to improve on these? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm the best person to speak to this, <laughs> considering we're just discussing my flexibility shortcomings. <laughs> I don't know. The, <laughs> are you sure you want to ask me? Um, <laughs> okay. Fine. So one thing that I've tried to be more intentional about, and I think has helped, uh, is warming up properly uh, before hopping on the wall. So Mm -hmm. like warming up my limbs and joints. And for me, the areas that I focus on are my legs and my hips Um, and doing some dynamic stretching, like with my hamstrings and my calves, because those are definitely like the most tight on my body Um, and also my back. And then I also try to just like kind of warm my hips up and get them, you know, I don't know, like, yeah, warm and loose with like some 90-90s, hip rotations, things like that. Mm -hmm. What about you? What are some of the things that you do to work on your flexibility and mobility? Yeah. So I've recently been incorporating more yoga as Mm -hmm. part of, I guess, my climbing training. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to do a little bit of yoga before climbing. Loved it. And now that I do it with climbing, I can really see the benefits. Um, so yeah, it improves flexibility, um, balance, and body awareness, which nice. is huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I enjoy dedicating time just to focus on the parts of my body that feel a little more sore and like need a little bit of um, attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess... One more tip I'd like to throw out there mm-hmm. is to breathe while you're <laughs> stretching. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. Okay, so that's a lot of really good advice. And I also think it's now pretty clear why your flexibility is so much better than mine. <laughs> you're like, no. I do yoga and breath work and balance and body awareness and all of these really amazing tips. Uh, and I am like, uh, I don't know, I try to warm up. <laughs> okay so i'm adding those things to my to-do list um Mm -hmm. yep perfect perfect (laughs) um since we are talking about ways to work on flexibility and mobility how does this tie into strength um like do you have to sacrifice one for the other Hmm. what are your thoughts on that it's a good question so it's interesting so i heard a lot i've heard a lot of people like ask this question and wrestle with this actually more back um in my lifting days so like we talked about last week i have 
a background and a past career in Olympic weightlifting. Um, and so in that world, I've heard this because people think like if they get really strong, they'll inevitably lose all of their flexibility or vice versa. Like if you're flexible, somehow that neg like will negatively affect mm -hmm. your strength. Um, so I think in that sport specifically, there's a little bit to that, uh, just because when you're building muscle mass and you're, you know, um, and you're growing in size, literally just physics and plain mechanics like come into play. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if your arms and back and shoulders are getting bigger, then your range is naturally going to decrease, like unless your arms also grow longer, which mm -hmm. probably isn't going to happen. Um, but like with my experience in climbing, because climbing requires a different kind of strength and a different kind of training, you're not really looking at that same kind of effect because climbers aren't building that same kind of bulk and muscle mass mm -hmm. as you are in like the weightlifting world. Um, so I would think that it's not much, as much of an issue um, where I would think that maybe this kind of question is more applicable for climbers is that, you know, if you're focusing only on your flexibility and not so much on your strength, then naturally you're going to make progress in that area of focus. And if you neglect that strength training, then you're not going to feel as strong. So it's going to feel like, you know, one is negatively correlated to the other. And then the opposite mm -hmm. is true. If you're only focusing on getting strong, but neglecting your flexibility, flexibility, <laughs> then you're, you know, then you're going to lose ground there. So mm -hmm. I think with climbing, like, I think it's definitely possible to be balanced in both, but the key would be to be like disciplined to work on both. Ah, uh, yes. Just <laughs> do it all, right? <laughs> do it all. Um, no, but I think you did explain it really well. And yeah, in our last episode, we, we talked about the benefits of strength in rock climbing. Mm -hmm. And so if you can also work on that mobility and flexibility, in addition to that, you would see even more benefit. Mm -hmm. So earlier we talked about, um, you know, increasing your climbing radius. Um, I think that that's huge because having an easier, um, just easier access to mm -hmm. your full range of motion is going to improve uh, body positioning and balance. Mm -hmm. And I think also reduce the risk of injury. Oh, absolutely. Like I, there are certain moves when I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to hurt myself if I keep going with this. <laughs> It's like my leg doesn't want to go that way. Um, totally. I, I also think like increasing your flexibility and mobility can only help to make you a more efficient climber. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I feel like maybe we talked about efficiency before, but that can only then help your improve your endurance and your ability to climb longer. Um, which, by the way, we're going to talk all about that endurance next episode. Um, but for now, stay tuned for Shoutouts of the Week, and we will be right back. Now it's time for Shoutout of the Week. This segment of the podcast is devoted to recognizing all the people, places, and things that have influenced us along the way. And this week's shoutout goes to Samaje. Samaje is the instructor for the bouldering class that we both take during the week and a route setter at our home gym. 
but he is so, so much more than that. I have taken over a hundred classes with Samaje and I'm still learning from him every single time. He is far and away our greatest mentor in the world of climbing and is an example of what it means to not only be an incredibly talented climber, but a true ambassador for the sport and the community as well. He both encourages and challenges us to become better climbers, pushing us to try hard things and overcoming our limitations. From the very beginning, Samaje has supported us in this crazy podcasting adventure and has affirmed and reassured us that we're not just crazy, well, maybe a little crazy, but at least the entertaining kind of crazy. So thank you and happy Happy birthday birthday to our mentor, friend, and favorite Donut King Obsessed climbing partner, Samaje. Thanks so much for sticking with us. Stay tuned because this season will continue to explore this idea of what it means to be a good climber and how to get better. Next week, we'll wrap up our discussion on the physical aspects of climbing by talking about endurance. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and follow along for all the latest episodes and updates. Visit us at www.inbelaymansterms.com and follow us on Instagram at inbelaymansterms. Thank you, everyone, and happy climbing. Bye. (laughs) If you're feeling kind of sore, ibuprofen. When you can't go anymore, ibuprofen. When (laughs) your dental's already Greek and you're feeling kind of weak and you need a helping hand, ibuprofen. (laughs)